we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event study for April 24th, 2016. Continuing on, this is a uh, report. I've actually had this in my, <clears throat> I don't know, the, the things that I've titled for, that I wanted to go over for a long, long time. And it's entitled, How a Jab Plunged My Life into Madness. BBC newsman Malcolm Brabant says the yellow fever vaccination led him to believe that he was the devil. This was from, actually, February 28, 2015. Malcolm Brabart's face, round, ruddy, fully featured and crowned by a bald dome, is immediately recognizable. For 30 years, he has been an award-winning member of the BBC's team of foreign correspondents, bringing wars, natural disasters, political standoffs, and occasionally something a bit more cheerful into our living rooms on the evening news. But he's not doing so anymore. Uh, the reason is the biggest personal story of Brabant's life of 58 years. As he puts it, with what I uh, quickly learned with his characteristic bluntness, I went bonkers. In April of 2011, he attended an Athens clinic for a routine vaccination against yellow fever before an assignment in the Ivory Coast. His reaction to the vaccine, however, was anything but routine. He said it, quote, fried my brain. He simply states, overnight, a previously sane man developed a severe psychosis. And an agnostic, Brabant became so convinced he was the Messiah that he telephoned his bemused fellow correspondent, Ann Little, to appoint him as his first disciple and asked him to record his words of wisdom. So, in other words... It sounds like there was a nice big fat demon that came along with the old yellow fever vaccine. You know, there's some nice big fat curse that came along with it that went made the guy go crazy. Not only that, but the physiological things that happened from all the toxic, horrific ingredients in the vaccine itself was probably enough to induce that as well. One minute he was announcing that the queen was aware of his divine status. The next he was claiming to be able to stop traffic by just thinking about it and control all technology. To prove the point, he flushed his Kindle down the lavatory. Aren't those kind of larger? How do you flush that down a toilet? I don't know. It was utterly bewildering for those around him, especially when he switched into the persona of Winston Churchill, and then he became the devil. So this guy was all over the board. Yet, because he had no insight into how strangely he was acting, Brabant also attempted to carry on reporting, with results that horrified previously admiring editors at the BBC. With the corporation's support, he was sent to a hospital in Athens, then released, but shortly afterwards he experienced a second mental breakdown, unable to work, broke and broken. He returned to his childhood home in Suffolk, where he tried and failed to get help he needed from the NHS, while there and out of control mentally, he presented himself clad only in cycling gear, minus a bike, at the BBC Television Centre in West London, which was being picketed in a pay dispute. He demanded to see senior managers and generally caused such a scene that the police were called. I was called the man in Lycra. Come to solve the, the, come to solve the strike, he recalls without flinching. I really thought my... In my madness that I could go do it, of course, <clears throat> I was away with the fairies. <laughs> so he was away with the fairies. That will that will have been the last time many of those um, people at the BBC saw me face to face. 
perched on the sofa beside her husband in their typically Scandinavian white walled apartment in the Danish capital. Willemann grimaces when she recalls just what a state he was in. This is her, his, his wife recalling this. <clears throat> she said, I've been around mental illness before. Her father hanged herself. So she has a little bit of perspective here, in other words. Uh, but I have never seen someone so gone before. Malcolm was clawing around in the deepest, darkest parts of his mind. She says, it would have killed a lesser human being. She pauses as she pushes her long blonde hair back from her face. I am ashamed to remember them now. But there were even times when I thought it would be better if he died because he was suffering so great. This is from one yellow fever vaccine. Just one. This is why when people tell me, well, is it okay to get the vaccines if you, like, have to go to another... No, it's not. It's not It's not okay ever to get any, is what I tell people. I've just seen too much information. <laughs> the agenda afoot is 100% totally satanic when it comes to the vaccine agenda. If I haven't presented enough information regarding that by now, I don't know what would convince anybody. You know, it's just... Every time I report on the subject, it's a new level of evil and depravity that this vaccine agenda is all about, really. So let's go further here. Uh, <clears throat> and then she goes on to say, I have, I have this nagging image in my head that won't ever go away of Malcolm sitting on his bed in the hospital, his arms folded. He was rocking backwards and forwards, saying, I'm the devil, I'm the devil. Whatever anger I'd felt about the situation we were uh, were in evaporated in that moment. I mean, this is how, I mean, this guy was like possessed. Literally from the moment. And it's just like the kids that go in and they're going in for their, their, their mandatory uh, vaccination program. Shot, and they get that shot and then they start seizing on the elevator on the way down. And then they're autistic from that point forward. And there's whole support groups for families. I mean, there, there's, you know, like they say, by the year, was it 2028, almost all the boys, in, in um, at least in America, will be autistic, the way that, that it is progressing right now, with the GMO foods, with the vaccines, with all, I mean, and then they're going to increase the vaccine schedules, with the chemtrails, with all the stuff they're doing to the food and the water. 100% of the boys by 2028 will be autistic, and by 2032, 100% of the girls. That's what we're on track for. That's why I scream about this so loud, because it's like, you know, there's going to come a point of no return, where if there's not enough public pushback, while well, people still have a brain. Now, I understand, we also have to view this through a biblical lens. I get that, but... Jesus Christ said, occupy till I come. I'm a watchman. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to warn people. This stuff's really super important. <clears throat> and think about how many people might have had a calling in the Lord to do something great and wonderful and got vaccinated, being destroyed for lack of knowledge, being ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of you, and then, now they're on the shelf. They're, they're literally brain damaged. We're body, soul, and spirit. If, if, if Satan can get us in our body, and that's the weakest link in our chain, well, then we're only as strong as our weakest link. So he doesn't really care where he gets us as long as he takes us out in one way, shape, or form. 
And I'm not even saying that makes the person unsaved. I'm saying that they weren't able to fulfill the calling that God called them to in the body of Christ. It is a really, really big deal. See, Satan knows all of this stuff that I'm telling you, and that's why he's trying so hard to get us all vaccinated to the gills and to implement these aerial vaccine programs now so that we don't have a choice. I mean, this... (laughs) See why I get so righteously indignant about this? Because this is, this is, it's pure evil. Going further, it says that the Danish health professionals who slowly and painstakingly, they're giving the Danish health officials credit here, who slowly, painstakingly, and I put through, through via pharmacia, because that's the only way they could do this. I mean, maybe some mental health counseling, but it's all going to be secular based. Okay, so through secular based mental health counseling and pharmacia, brought back Brabant back to sanity, told him that he would have to spend the rest of his life on medication. Well, that's a typical path. That's what they want. They want to vaccinate you, and then you have all of these problems, and then you have to go on all of their medications increasingly and have to take further and further heavier doses just because your receptors will get filled, and you got to take more meds to counteract the other side effects of this, and as your liver gets more toxic, you got to take more, and you have more health problems. never ends. This is what they want to create, a weak, sickly population, because that type of population is very easy to control and manipulate. That's what it's all about. Going further, um, it said that he decided otherwise, meaning on being on medication the rest of his life. He says, I was determined that I wasn't going to let this beat me when I finally left the hospital in 2012. I would rattle as I walked around because I was carrying so many pills. I was a one-man chemist shop. See, that's the only solution they've got to this type of stuff. He said, it took me another year and a half to reduce my medication. I stopped taking it in January of last year, and since then I have gradually been getting stronger and stronger. Picking up the threads of his career and his reputation is one part of his life today um, in Copenhagen. But Brabant and his wife are also pouring their considerable energies into spearheading a campaign that they hope will prevent others from suffering as a result of vaccinations. My husband had absolutely no previous history of mental illness, says Villamon, his wife. There was nothing latent in him. I have no doubt that all of, all of his severe psychosis was brought on by the yellow fever vaccine. Well, obviously, it happened literally right after he got the vaccine. Cause and effect. Brayban adds, I was, a not, I was not a one in a million case either. We're determined to make the manufacturer, Sanofi Pasteur, investigate what is happening. Oh, yeah, like they really care. They love this stuff. The satanic devils at the top of these medical pharma cartels love this stuff. As far as they're concerned, this is all all good energy going to Satan. Every bit of it. The deaths that cause, the misery, the suffering, the mental illness. All of this is just straight back to Satan, their master, This is their offering to him, and they're getting rich in the process. You know what? They're going to love hell and the lake of fire. They're going to just enjoy it so much for all the misery and evil they have perpetuated on this planet, thinking that they're not going to reap what they sow, thinking they're going to reign with Satan and Lucifer in hell, which is anything but the truth. I, you know, hey, listen, I pray if it's possible their souls get saved. I do. But 
a lot of these people are literal generational Luciferian bloodline, Illuminati, sold out to Satan devils. You know, and whether they're even human is debatable at this point. I mean, that you you have got to be really, 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 really just pure evil to do something like this to humanity. And it's being done every day. And this is just one of the ways they're trying to kill us. <clears throat> he goes on to say, I've provided them with open access to all the doctors who treated me. This is Sanofi Pastor, like they're going to do anything. So they can hear what their vaccine did to me. But they haven't been in touch. They're refusing to engage. Oh, imagine that. I can't imagine that. Oh, I thought they'd be all up front and just very concerned. Faced with this silence, the couple have been collecting reports from many others around the globe who suffered similar consequences to Brabant. So again, this is not an isolated case. And it is not just a question of a few individuals sounding the alarm bells. In 2005, Dr. Thomas Monarth, a world expert on yellow fever who sits on various World Health Organization committees. Well, that's a wicked evil organization. Anyway, confer but he did confirm publicly that the vaccine in question can cause, quote, really severe and significant serious adverse events. And that's just one yellow fever vaccine jab even the manufacturer seems to be aware that not all may be well in 2013 its head of the vaccination innovation dr robert nealman admitted to a conference that the vaccine in question had not been reviewed in many years oh we don't need to take a second look at this it's doing it's doing a good job look at all the misery pain and evil it's causing it's it's exactly doing what it needs to be doing he says it serves a small market with a very low with very low returns. Oh, they're not making enough money. So there's not enough reason to look at the vaccine or to review it because eh, it's got very low returns. So why bother? Who cares of all the mass suffering it's causing? You know, we like that anyway. I mean, you know, if, if the truth be known, they love it. And then he goes on to say, and there's not really an incentive to redevelop. Oh, wow. That was profound, I'll tell you. Really profound. If Dr. Nealman was hinting uh, that it is a past, that it's past its sell-by date, then as Brabant points out, it remains a product routinely available in high street chemists. I'm not 100% sure exactly what he means there, but it says it is given to British soldiers who are going overseas, this yellow fever vaccine. And it is widely used in Africa where there are few channels for reporting where people go mad after taking it. I've said this before. Africa is the perfect place to, to use vaccines like this. Spread the AIDS via the hepatitis B vaccine create an AIDS epidemic in Africa. Africa is the quintessential ground zero test bed for so much of what the New World Order is doing and wants to impl implement on a worldwide global scale. It's, it's where they test things out. It's where they beta test things. Because the indigenous black populations down there are considered totally expendable to them. It's how they look at them. So... I'm just telling you, that's how they look at them. And the thing is, is that so much of Africa's third world, and they have so much control over the media, and, and because it's so third world, the news reporting is, is abysmal 
from an accurate from an accuracy standpoint it's not like it is in america so it's the perfect place to implement things like this i guess is the point i'm trying to make they are seeking financial compensation and they are prepared for it to be a bruising fight to which they have uh to which end they have bared all in a book entitled malcolm is a little unwell <laughs> that's the name of his book malcolm malcolm uh Braybart, but it's malcolm is a little unwell <laughs> i love the title uh this is the book he wrote and they are also working on a documentary film using some footage they shot during the most grueling chapters of Brayband's illness Ugh. i just hope the guy lives uh, i pray he lives i pray he gets saved say so he was an agnostic you know And then it goes on to say, aren't they tempted to draw a veil or just get on with their careers? <clears throat> the answer from Brabant is, even if we wanted to, we couldn't. It's out there It's out there anyway because of how I behaved. No one rolls out a red carpet to welcome back people who have suffered a mental illness, says Villaman. They cannot go unchallenged. So these people have a backbone, they're fighters, and they're, and they're pushing back against this wickedness, and I commend them for that. I just pray they get saved and, and you know, understand this is a literal satanic battle they're in, you know, because they could easily, you know, I, you know, they could, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy turns up dead, you know what I mean, to silence him, and then that sends the signal to the wife to stop pursuing this, or maybe both of them. Because that's how it goes. I mean, they, they're not above that, obviously. I mean, they're killing us all on a mass scale, as you know, trying to kill us all right now. So what's one that they overtly take out? All right, next report here. Former Air Force officer warns of atmospheric spray and the coming collapse. The great unraveling is gaining momentum by the day, and even now the majority of our masses are fast asleep at the wheel. Our skies look like something from an apocalyptic future. Our trees are dying. Our oceans are dying. Our planet is dying. And still the majority remain unaware or unconcerned. Those in power are utilizing every option at their disposal to keep populations from waking until the last possible moment. Is there still time to change course and keep any part of the ship floating? That remains to be seen. But if there is yet a chance, it will require the concerted, focused, effective, prioritized, and completely dedicated efforts of all those who are already awake. Now... This is coming from an unsaved person's perspective, okay? It mentions nothing about God or prayer or, you know what I mean, the spiritual tools we have at our disposal. So understand that. But a lot of the points they're bringing up here are very pertinent. The essay below was penned for geoengineeringwatch.org by a former USAF um, United States Air Force communications officer, Colonel Randall Smith. He's also a Ph.D., Though I have no means of conclusively confirming the information presented by Randall. Well, so much of what this guy's going to be talking about is, has been confirmed. I've reported on it. Many other outlets have reported on it. So I, I you know, it pretty much rings true. You'll, you'll see. <clears throat> um, anyway, he says the available date does generally confirm his estimations and conclusions. With that being said, the content of the essay is important, especially when the source is appropriately considered. My most sincere gratitude to Colonel Randall Smith for this important input and perspective on the immediate on the immediate horizon that we face. Dane Wigginton of geoengineeringwatch.org, and this is entitled "Former Air Force Officer Gives Stern Warning." 
article by Colonel Randall Smith, Ph.D., commander, um, and it was for the United States Air Force, and he's also a contributing writer for geoengineeringwatch.org, geoengineeringwatch.org. He it starts out by saying to a great, great, and I edited a lot of this because a lot of this is just stuff I've reported on over and over. So I'm just kind of trying to hit the high points here. To a very great extent, America is fighting several wars, some on foreign soil, one on our own. Aside from disrupting or eliminating the flow of items key to survival, which are clean water, nourishment, sanitary living conditions, etc., the governments, both federal and state, are executing plans for complete disruption of our u- usual means of communication. Now, this is an aspect I haven't talked a lot about. And this is another reason I wanted to go over this information, because this guy heavily, heavily, heavily keys on communications, how they're going to go after when they pull the trigger, essentially. And what I believe is like, okay, let's say we have a false flag, let's say we have a pandemic, let's say we have a monetary collapse, which could all be in the very near future. And they pull the plug, or let's say an EMP. They are going to have... A lot of different things in place evidently to disrupt our ability to communicate with one another and I don't I don't mean the internet I'm talking other stuff and you'll see here as, as we get in into this <clears throat> this includes uh, telephony uh, if that's a word in all of its forms landline cellular VoIP and the internet you are already acutely aware of the blackout of the major news organizations, all of which are owned and controlled by major corporations and banksters. You know, and again, obviously, though there are still places on the internet you can go to get, you know, for the most part, unbiased news or, or hopefully unbiased news. <clears throat> but we're talking about the major media outlets that they control. I am a former USAF electronics communications officer and a licensed amateur radio operator. Several years ago, as I began to learn more of what at the time seemed to be a literally, literally unbelievable, I thought about the need for an emergency communication network that would reach beyond our shores and borders to which every American could have access for a nominal cost in equipment and without a license from the now DHS-dominated Federal Communications Commission. Several colleagues across the United States are attempting to do the same thing at the state level. For example, in my own state, it is the fellow Oath Keepers who have stepped forward to assist in this undertaking. In other states, it is their militias who have accepted this important responsibility, though I wish I could report that all states have in place an emergency communications network. For various reasons, I cannot. Some of those reasons include lethargy, fear, the infamous somebody-else-will-do-it syndrome, and religious precepts, among others. My first active duty assignment was at Vandenberg Air Force Base, California, with the 1st Strategic Aerospace Division. As a young, quote, shavetail from the Midwest, I soon came to love California and many of the people I met while I stationed there. It has been painful for me to follow the drought situation that affects so many people in California and is so in so many different ways. It has been equally, and I have reported on this at length as well, the drought condition in california it has been equally painful to come to the understanding the reasons behind that drought and here's a here is a uh as of april 12 2016 this hasn't gone away okay um most of the state of california is under severe severe drought conditions still um to extreme drought to exceptionally extreme essentially most of california okay again this is all by design this is all about the mass immigration of people out of the state of california and again 
forcing us into ever, ever increasingly smaller enclaves where, I mean, getting us used to that concept where eventually it turns out like the Hunger Games where you're literally in these, these areas, these districts that they um, designate you live in under basically slave uh, serfdom-like conditions to the state. This is what they want to bring the whole world to. So this is a drought map, and I, have, I posted it here uh, that you can see this, and it's, a, it's pretty current. And underneath it, it says, The completely engineered California drought is far from over in spite of the most powerful El Nino event ever. So in other words, the geoengineering that's taking place via the chemtrails and whatever other electronic things, things like harp and things of this, are still going on despite the most powerful El Nino event ever, which should be bringing rain, evidently. To that area by now you are certainly aware of the nationwide airborne aerial spraying program which is and has been for years conducted by the u.s air force the u.s navy and the u.s coast guard kc-13 and this is the chemtrail program the kc-135 and perhaps other aircraft were were originally just and this is a guy this is a colonel in, in the air force saying this okay um they were originally designed and built as tankers to permit in-flight refueling they have been converted to carry payloads of a wide variety of chemical and biological, quote, payloads. Fitted with nozzles, they have dispersed and are dispersing tons of these agents over all the lower 48 states, plus Alaska and Hawaii. This project is not limited to the United States or North America. It is part of a world plan. Okay, so that's a pretty profound statement there. At first, many Americans thought that these were familiar contrails that follow jet, uh, jet engines at altitude. As a B-52 and, ironically, a KC-135 electronics officer, I can tell you that abs with absolute certainty that these are not contrails. Contrails are created when a very hot, burned jet fuel, um, jet fuel vapors combine with cooler, humid air. The interaction of the two causes a cloud-like cloud contrail. Typically, contrails are fairly short in length, and they dissipate after only a few seconds. Um... though they continue to flow, follow the aircraft during its flight, but they're, they're gone within a very short period of time. Okay? That's a normal jet contrail. So long as ambient air is cool and humid, they do not grow in width. Okay, so long as ambient air is cool and humid. A normal contrail does not grow in width as a function of time. In other words, they don't plume out like the chemtrails do. It's not normal. Okay, in other words, they're spraying something up in the atmosphere that is pluming out and it, it is these biological and chemical payloads that is being sprayed on the human populace like we're cockroaches. Going further, um, let's see here. Very few Americans have not noticed what have come to be known as chemtrails. Um, which may run in parallel lines or perpendicular patterns in our skies. To my knowledge, no portion of the United States has been spared. There's a great deal of useful and helpful information on chemtrails at, at geoengineering.org on the internet. As always, be selective in what you read and think critically. Many reasons have been given in regard to the purposes of these flights. Reasons have included such things as reduction of global warming, redirections of violent weather patterns to safer locations, an aid to military communications, a defense against enemy radar and satellite surveillance reconnaissance. Another frequently cited uh, reason has to do with controlling the weather of other countries, particularly those 
which we have troops already involved in conflicts in. Despite their unmistakable presence and coverage patterns, no viable or credible reasons have been given for them, though. Reasons that have been given are at variance <clears throat> with one another and seem to skirt the facts that these chemical and biological agents are demonstrably and extremely dangerous to, human, uh, to the health of humans, animals, and plants. That's what they're spraying on us. They're extremely dangerous to us. The effects of animal life, fish, birds, perhaps the mysterious drastic decline in the bee population, yeah, among other things, and agriculture have been nothing short of disastrous. Perhaps you have seen some of the photographs of thousands upon thousands of dead fish lying in a coastline, or dead birds covering fields, roads, homes, and yards. To me, this is an example of the military-industrial-governmental complex uh, that we have been forewarned about repeatedly for decades, operating at its best and most efficient, with no interruptions, interference, or objections from the people that it affects the most uh, profoundly American citizens. Most profoundly American citizens. I believe that Regardless of one's theological beliefs, and I am certainly no biblical scholar, Scripture asks the question that seems to be particularly salient now. Do you, do, you have ears, do you have ears but do not hear? Do you have eyes but do not see? End of quote. In my field, we make a distinction between the listening and the looking, which are passive behaviors, and hearing and seeing, which are active behaviors, often requiring hard work. We have been warned repeatedly by several presidents over the decades about this unholy alliance. However, for whatever reasons, we have failed to pay attention to these alerts, and we are certainly failed as citizens living in the Republic to act upon them. And again, I, I hate it when people make these blanket statements about we, we, we. Don't, don't, don't group me in with that, okay? I've been screaming about this stuff for years. I'm sure a lot of my listeners have been. So I, I can't stand it when people make blanket statements you're guilty of this no i've actually devoted my whole life to exposing stuff like this so please stop telling me i've done something wrong and i mean i know if i got a dessert i get death and hell i admit that be the first one to admit it i'm not perfect for sure but blanket statements are are always wrong because there's always exceptions to the rules typically so anyway um it's just there hasn't been enough people doing it. it's just been a very very small percentage how i think he should have worded it anyway um uh, then he says now we're seeing the consequences of our inattention and lack of involvement in our governments and no one is more guilty than i so rather than being allowed to express our wills by the means of the initiative or the referendum as provided by the constitution on such on such significant issues as the construction of over 800 fema camps some equipped with recently expanded crematoriums and the conversion of closed military installations into detention centers and the passage of the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act and the formation of an out-of-control DHS and its purchase of over 2 billion rounds of hollow point or anti-personnel ammunition, which are contrary to what the DHS told us is not for target practice because you don't use hollow points for target practice, in other words, you use them on human targets. Also, construction of underground and multi-level interstate highways which run from Denver International Airport to Washington, D.C. to Maine with multiple diverging routes between these points, which I've reported on the underground basis, just key in keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And high-speed underground railroad and over 100 underground cities complete with ample long-term supplies of food, water, medical supplies, even operating suites, etc. These are all realities. Some of them under our feet, you know, some of them, you know, where we're, where we're at, above ground. But these are all realities. 
we passively allow these things to come into being. We in our Congress were effectively bypassed or short-circuited by a president who unilaterally enacted a series of illegal executive orders, which no one questioned. Again, no one. I, I hate those kind of statements. No one did anything. We are all just sit back in a coma. You know, come on. And then a president who in all likelihood does not meet the criteria specified in our Constitution for someone to hold the office legally. Absolutely. A president who, when not self-constrained, exhibits unmistakable symptoms of megalomania. The ability of the people to be able to vote on these kinds of issues takes on additional importance when one considers that our elective representatives in Washington are no longer there to represent us or our best interests. My personal opinion is that they are motivated principally by greed for wealth and for power. And also Lucifer. That's their main goal, to serve him. Continuing, the effect then is that there is in reality no longer a Republican or a Democratic Party. There is one party and it is not accountable to the people. I mean, you know, look at what's going on right now with the rigging of the elections. I mean, the stealing of the delegate, regardless of how you feel about Trump or whatever, the stealing, the, the, I mean, it is so lawless. It is so out in the open now because they're not getting their way. They're just coming out and basically telling you your vote doesn't matter. It doesn't count. We're going to steal delegates. We're going to give them to Ted Cruz. We're going to put somebody in there that's going to lose to Hillary because she's who we want in. We want the wicked witch of the West. Ruling, we want a you know a third term of Obama, a third term of of Bill and Hillary, Hillbillary actually. It's going to be a third term of Obama and a third term of Hillbillary, literally. And we'll, it'll be over, it, like the one guy had said that Roger Stone guy. This will be the last election. I believe that I do. If she gets in, it's over. It is over. We will be under martial law. Before she gets out, um, it will be like hell on earth. Now, I'm not saying Trump's going to lead us to the promised land. I'm not saying that either. Like I said, he might get in there and be Satan incarnate. But the issues that he is bringing up are obviously heavily upsetting the New World Order when you've got every single wicked country and just about person in politics, religion, Hollywood coming out and demonizing you for your policy statements when he's standing when a lot of what he's bringing up is absolutely you know just common sense things that that need to be implemented it's just totally rogue at this point and and again it's a matter of may the lord's will be done you know is, is, is really the biggest thing. I don't know. I mean, this might be what God has purposed for this country. You know, um, a term under Hillary, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Ugh. Anyway, the effect then is that there is in reality no longer a Republican or Democratic Party. There is one party. And it is not accountable to the people. It operates entirely in the concept of the stated goals of the UN Agenda 21 and the Illuminati's fundamental tenets, which include a one-world government and religion, a.k.a. the New World Order, and massive depopulation. Their fundamental commandments are inscribed on the vertical stone tablets placed in Georgia, um, Elbert County, Georgia. <clears throat> Their goals call for a world population 
that does not exceed 500 million people. In order to achieve that goal, a reduction will be required in the current world population on the order of over 6 billion human beings. They have to go. 6 billion have to go. Okay. So you can see why they're ramping up all of this depopulation stuff now because they, they, a lot of people got to go according to them. The beginning point for this process of the depopulation in the United States followed quickly by Canada and Mexico to create the New World Order's North American Command Center. Um, okay, the beginning point for this process of depopulation is the United States. <clears throat> Hence, the observations by foreign military personnel at or near several of our military bases, those foreign troops are not limited to Russian soldiers. They include UN peacekeeping troops from several nations, as well as military mercenaries like Blackwater Group, whom the CIA has used for many years. These foreign soldiers have been training beside our American military personnel in such areas as riot control, uh, inmate management, and forcibly disarming Americans of weapons. Again, these are all subjects have reported on at length in the past they are here because to obama chagrin about 60 percent of the american military personnel have indicated that they would not honor their oaths and not fire on american citizens if ordered to do so hence the forced retirement of the largest number of our senior military officers in the united states history again a subject i've reported on at length uh is it is referred to as Obama's litmus test, meaning what is referred to as Obama's, will you fire on American citizens and disarm them and kill them if necessary? That's Obama's litmus test. And a, 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 a listener emailed me and she said, this is a really, she says, this is what, you know, I think we need to be praying regarding Obama. Um, Psalm 109 verse 6, set thou a wicked man over him and let Satan stand at his right hand. When he shall be judged, let him be condemned, and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. We're dealing with pure wickedness in the White House. We're not dealing with, with somebody that isn't demon-possessed to the toenails. We're not dealing, dealing with somebody that's redeemable. I don't believe. I don't believe there's any way Obama's ever going to have a crisis of conscience that gets saved. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. He loves death, wickedness, and evil. There is no goodness in him. Everything evil that man represents. Okay, and I understand he's a puppet on a string. Great. His handlers as well. Okay. But God can have the heathen in derision. He can cause the very traps that they have hid for them to fall into he can vault he can cause the very pits for which they have dug for them to fall into why that all men would see and fear and declare the work of god that they would wisely consider of his doing and that the righteous would be glad in the lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart would glory yes if it be possible i pray he would get saved that would be a wonderful thing if he act if the guy actually got saved but he is a flaming homosexual married to a man in the white house michael who's he re he's referred to as Michael. See the videos online about that. Joan Rivers was killed a month after she called all this out. She says, everybody in Hollywood knows this. A month later, she's dead on the operating table. Some kind of low-risk um, cosmetic surgery. Dead as a signal. Don't, don't come out and say this kind of stuff. Ah, there's no coincidence there, I'm sure. So we have got, you know, beyond an evil person in that white house and um the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds 
So anyway, for them, that would constitute and is an unlawful order according to the Uniform Military Code of Military Justice, meaning to fire upon American citizens and kill them, which, if martial law is declared, will be modified and set aside or superseded as will the Constitution, meaning the Uniform Code of Military Justice and the Constitution will be set aside once martial law is declared, meaning all bets are off, they can do whatever they want, all of those executive orders that have been exacted, even uh, enacted, or put in place, even prior to Obama, and also during his term, will be enacted, which basically they could do whatever they want. Anything goes, essentially. At the same time, Obama is expected to deploy more American troops at foreign countries like Iraq. Meanwhile, these other non-American troops will be used to arrest and transport Americans to pre-designated FEMA resettlement or relocation or internment camps, and depending on the American citizen status, as determined by the DHS, incarcerated and or executed. Going further, it is important to note that each of these FEMA camps is currently staffed and ready for operation despite the absence of detainees. You are probably aware of the hundreds of thousands of casket liners uh, stored at various locations around the country, most but not all at military installations. Numbers report vary from 500,000 to a million or more. Here is a whole hundreds of thousands at the uh, FEMA uh, CDC coffin stored in Madison, Georgia. These are ones that were i don't know if they're still there but they're ones you could just drive by and photograph casket liners that could hold three to four bodies depending on how big the bodies were each <clears throat> a major concern reported on that many times here's a picture if you want to see it uh, about on page 11 of the pdf for this teaching a major concern is that obama prior to the november elections and again this is something to pray about okay because this is you know if, if by some means they're not able to stop Trump, okay, and they're doing a really, really good job at this point of doing that, I mean, just flagrantly stealing everything, but if they're not, and or if Obama wants to stay in office, because by November it's going to be getting real close, okay, to him being out. Now, granted, he might want to go and be the head of the UN, which if that's the case, then we're probably not going to see that if, if he's trying to get... But if he wants to remain dictator over the supreme dictator of the United States, where he will rule with an iron fist and where nothing will be there to hinder him, um, prior to the November elections, he will declare state of martial law on some fabricated pretext or false flag terrorist event. Again, prayer point about that, regarding that. Unless he can incite enough Americans to clash over racial, religious, or other differences. Which they're trying to do that all the time. They're trying to create race wars. They're trying to create all this animosity and, and just get us hating one another constantly. It's their whole agenda. Operate, you know, divide and conquer. Operation Jade Helm 15, which ran from mili- uh, July 15th, uh, September 2015 through September 15th of 2015, which we reported on heavily, was not, as we were told, a military exercise. It provided an opportunity to redistribute military... I didn't know this. I didn't know this was one of the ultimate reasons for it. But listen to this. It provided an opportunity to redistribute military vehicles and ordnance across the country, as well as to equip law enforcement agencies with, quote, excess military gear, weapons, ammunition, protective vests, armored personnel carriers, and in some cases, tanks. Perhaps you've seen one of the two to three mile long freight trains consisting solely of 80 
flat cars fully loaded with Apex armored personnel carriers, tanks, MRAPs, which are mine-resistant ambush-protected vehicles, and even field artillery pieces. So that was a big reason for Jade Home 15 as well. Now, again, let's get some perspective here. Um, I'm, and I don't have time to go into all this today because I've already done it so many other times. But I give you my two teachings here. One is entitled Overcoming Protection, Meekness, Answer Prayer, Faith, Fear the Lord. Okay, And I'm not saying this, presenting this information like I think I'm some perfect whatever. But I'm just, it's all Bible what I get into in these teachings. It's all Bible verses, stuff like that. So we give you the part one and part two there you can click on. And then also the biblical keys to deliverance and protection, part one and two. Okay, so there's two different studies. I give you the links to those. And I also give you the link to my teaching on true salvation because if you're not saved, all of this is pretty much irrelevant. You need to get saved because you can be the most protected person on the planet. You can have your underground bunker. You can be off grid. You can do all this stuff and you die and you go to hell. And what, what good is it? What good is it? So click on the true salvation. You can go to my website at contendingfortruth.com. Go to the upper right part of the website. You'll see true salvation and all my audios pertaining to that subject are there. Uh, please click on that because that's the most important thing that this ministry could ever do is present the gospel message, period. No other thing will be more important than that. So uh, let's go further here. Um, he goes on to say, I cannot stress strongly enough the importance of thinking, planning, preparing, and behaving more aggressively, but still peacefully in your own communities. And I think by aggressively, he means more proactively. Uh, someone once said the most dangerous item in the home is your recliner. <laughs> I like that. To which I would add your computer. Uh, quote, their safety and that of their families has been provided their safety, meaning the elites, the globalists, the, the people in the know, the ones that are going to be protected when martial laws declare, their safety and that of their families has been provided for underground. If you do not know your neighbors, meaning they already have their underground bases where they're going to retreat to when the time comes, or maybe their armored redoubts, whatever, <clears throat> goes on to say, <clears throat> uh, if you do not know your neighbors, make it a point to get to know them for as long as they will work, create phone call lists, um, uh, a principal use of a call list is not only an emergency communication, but also a transfer of intel or intelligence on such things as the movements of enemy forces, the influx of armored vehicles, etc. But it, uh, as a longtime friend of an active duty lieutenant colonel told me recently, I cannot say much, but I will tell you that the fuse is very short, meaning our time is very short, most likely. At this writing, my understanding from an active duty NCO is that the Chinook, many of them black, unmarked, therefore they're FEMA, Chinook helicopters, C-130s, Boeing 727s, 737s, and 747s, fixed-wing aircraft, are being fitted with a wide range of radio jamming equipment. The purpose is to neutralize civilian, cellular, survivalist, or militia communications. These stinking devils, it's not going to be enough to declare martial law and to suspend the Constitution and to do all the other wicked garbage. But they're going to go and they're going to jam every way that we, that we would have to communicate. Flying on purpose to do that so that you're as helpless as possible when they come kicking your door in. But you know what? My God is bigger than all of this. That's the thing. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, it matters, but it's, 
it's irrelevant to God. God's still bigger than this. He's still greater than all of this. He created the universe. Top that. You can bring your 727s and 747s with all your jam and garbage in the world, but he's, you're not bigger than God. And I don't believe you're stronger than the prayers of the saints or the remnant. I don't. I don't believe it. But you got to have the faith to believe that. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay, so, so it's very important to build your faith up. Reading the word of God, prayer, fasting, whatever, however God's leading you. Uh, but, I mean, this is unbelievable to me. They, they're they're going to devote whole legions of, of, of aircraft just to neutralize civilian, cellular, survivalist, or militia communications. They're planning this. Initially, the Chinooks will be used to transport detained American citizens to nearby FEMA camps. If a detainee is held at more than, uh, is to be held at a more distant FEMA camp, he or she will be transported by one of the aforementioned aircraft. The senior NCO with whom I spoke did not know whether these jamming devices were, get, were being installed on other military vehicles. Well, I'll tell you something, you know, you see these things flying after martial law, you better get really righteous and indignant about prayer. You know, I mean, the chemtrails, it's almost like a, a God's warning sign. Okay, are you going to do, are you going to pray about these at all? Because there's a whole lot worse coming than the chemtrails, chemtrail planes, you know. Same concept, if you think about it. But if you wait until martial law is declared to even lift a finger in prayer about it, well, I don't know how effective your prayers are going to be, you know. I'm not saying God can't hear your prayer, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's good. Pray about this stuff now. <laughs> not, not, you know, not when they're at your doorstep. Um, if a detainee is to be held in a more distant FEMA camp location, he or she will be transported by one of the aforementioned aircraft. The senior NCO with whom I spoke did not know whether these jamming devices were being installed on other military vehicles, ships, or base locations. However, given that the president has the authority to control the airwaves, all of them, it seems likely that they're taking away the ability for us to communicate um, would answer that question. Until we learn otherwise, we have several communication options currently at our, at our disposal. Many of you remember the days of CB radios were popular, and some of you may still own one. Uh, well, they're popular again. If you own one, you may wish to consider dusting it off, installing an antenna, preparably an outdoor, and providing it with a 12-volt DC power from a power supply, a boat, or a car battery, or your solar power system. Channel 3 has been designated as the National CB Emergency Frequency. If your radio has a single sideband ca capability, Channel 36. Okay, now this guy, at this point, this guy gets into all of this technical kind of minutiae stuff. I left most of it in here, but, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, why am I going to go over all this? This is going to go over a lot of people's heads, and it kind of even went over mine a lot of it. But the, the bottom line is... Check the PDF that I'm giving you. Look at the PDF if you want to know more about this because he gives you all of these different ways to communicate. Okay, now, an another thing though. If you do not have these in some type of EMP-proof container, if they use an EMP to initiate martial law and they blame it on North Korea or whatever, which, you know... North Korea's already flying that satellite over America like twice a day now. They could do it real easy. Then 
none of it's going to work anyway. And then you could say, yeah, but they're just going to jam all our communication. Well, you know what? That's what the prayer is about. That's what prayer is about. You know, God can neutralize their jamming technology easily so that your communication devices do work. You got to start thinking in those terms. Like, it's not about, okay, what can I do? It's about what can God do? How can God intervene in the situation? Call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. That's what God says. I am God, the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? It's the question he asks. So those are the types of, that's the type of mindset you got to get yourself into with this stuff. Um, anyway, he gets into a whole bunch of stuff here. And I'm not going to go over all this because it's, I mean, I, I got technical enough in the first thing with all the medical terms and I'm sorry, but... I had to say a lot of that stuff in order to get the ultimate point across about some of what I was talking about. I don't want to do it here, though. If you want to avail yourself to this information, it's here. Actually, he even goes into greater detail in the actual... I, I, I heavily edited this because this was a gigantically long thing that he wrote, okay? I'm trying to hit the high points here. Um, but he gives he gives different, different ways of communications. Um... Uh, all these different things that you could potentially buy. I have gotten um, a lot of different ways to communicate, me personally as well. My dad was actually, he specialized in uh, one of his businesses. In fact, the main business he had in his life as I was growing up was two-way communications. My dad, literally, that was his whole life. And he instilled in me that how important communications is, just period in general, and he would install two-way radios in like um, fleets of cop cars or fleets of like, let's say, an air conditioning company would come in and they would all be able to communicate um, in a closed, it depended on, on the era that you were in. Some of them you could hear everybody else talking. Some of them you could only hear the guys on your thing. He had, you, you could rent space from him on towers where he had these things called repeaters and he would rent you space and you could and he would not only install the radios but you would communicate with your people in your company through the tower that he was renting space on through his repeaters and um that's how i grew up i installed those things in trucks i i i installed antennas in cars i did i did a lot of that i did I had all kind of jobs growing up man i was up in attics crawling around in in um in um um fiberglass insulation in the middle of summer in florida in southwest florida when it's like 130 degrees up there i mean i have done i mean lawn service growing up from from the, the moment i could work at a smaller age with my grandparents i mean in the middle of summer because that's when i worked I, I couldn't work during the year i mean i have done some grueling jobs you know in my life i know what hard work is about and, and one of the main things i did was work with my dad in the communications industry and he had two different um communication companies the one um i i, I think he sold one of them and then he started another one and then he sold that one essentially to motorola and then they bought him out for like a million he only got to keep like half of it though after the irs got their cut but um uh so I kind of, I, I, it's, it's, it is kind of near and dear to me, but a lot of this is, is going to go over a lot of people's heads. So if you want to know more about it, I give you all the information here and then you can kind of reference that. And it is a lot of very good, solid things. And it's something that you might not have considered at all. Okay. I have several different ways to communicate, but I'm not, 
you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say, okay, I got a ham radio and this and that. I don't, I'm not, I haven't went that far, that route in, in, in that. I, it's just so hard, me being one person, having to kind of deal with all aspects of my life. It's, it, I can only do so much. But, because the ministry by itself is just a monstrous amount of work for one person. So, um, anyway, I wanted to just kind of say that. And then, uh, let's just see if we can continue here. Um, he goes on to say, cannot urge you strongly enough to educate yourselves now with current and accurate information regarding what the military industrial corporate complex is doing in your county and state. Um, let's see. He says, you're probably aware of the incredible deliterous effects that are spraying on our country with, with tons of toxic and potentially toxic elemental, chemical, and biolo biological agents as done, chemtrails and is doing my concern is that if allowed to proceed unchecked the cost in terms of human suffering and human lives during the creation of the new world order will surpass the holocaust many times over well that's the whole plan of a major concern involved in civil defense is the possible loss of the uh, main power uh, which is the 120 or in 240 volt ac to the house that's another thing from our major power grids and the horrendous ramifications that would entail particularly as far as nutrition is concerned um, most people have petitioned Congress for the years to harden our power grids, as most nations of the world already have. They have consistently refused to do so. Why? Because they want it not to be hardened when that day comes and it goes down and the grid goes down and we're helpless for the most part, most Americans. Okay. Whereas this process would have cost upwards of $500 million 10 years ago, it would cost approximately $50 billion today. And still, Congress has refused to take any action on our behalf to provide this additional protection. Not, I mean, your tax dollars at work, you know. Um, not only to those who can, um, not only to those of us who can fend for ourselves, but for those children and adults who are hospitalized using medical appliances as part of their home health program, our sick, our elderly residents, and long-term care facilities. Those people will be gone very quickly. In the case of an EMP. The ones that are, are literally dependent upon the electrical grid. But it's all by design. Okay? At present, our understanding is that two electromagnetic pulse devices detonated at an altitude of 50 miles in the eastern and the western portions of our country would completely eliminate all, all electrical power in the United States. Again, another thing to pray about. Okay? Furthermore, all unprotected electronic equipment, including onboard computers, unprotected. Remember, uh, key in... Uh, EMP, well, you can key it in my keyword search box, but also um, EMP Faraday cages. Just go up on YouTube, EMP Faraday cage, and you'll see. You can build your own. I did mine. I literally have trash cans. Okay, you just got to make sure they're aligned with something. You can't have your electronics up against the bare metal. They have to be have some type of barrier in between, um, and the trash cans have to be sealed. You know, they have to be like, you know, the lid pushed down with a good seal on them. Okay, anyway. Um, and there's other ways. There's there's EMP bags. There's there's all kind of stuff that you can do along those lines. Um, anyway, uh, furthermore, all unprotected electronic equipment, including onboard computers and vehicles and aircraft, would be destroyed. What follows, and again, having a pre-1983 vehicle, I think, would protect you from that. Pretty sure it's pre-1983 EMP proof. Um, I'm sure there's ways that, you know, and other workarounds 
on that, but I don't know all the specifics on that. I'm just saying something to think about. Um, again, I'm not telling anybody to go out and do anything. Let the Lord lead you. He might not tell you to do a whole lot about this stuff. He might, you know, I'm going to, I'm just saying that, that these are options. As a watchman, I have to at least put the information out there. And then whatever you do with the information is between you and the Lord. Okay, further, um, uh, what follows in terms of human behavior after an EMP, you can imagine, particularly if you remember Hurricane Katrina. Looting, theft, and civilian casualties as food and water sources grew. Scarce and hunger and thirst increased. Some New Orleans law enforcement officers chose instead of reporting to work to loot stores, pharmacies, and abandoned or occupied homes of flood victims. That's nice. Good old law enforcement doing that. As an aside, I'm not saying I'm not making a blanket statement about all law enforcement, but ever the ones that did that, my word. Um, as an aside, amateur radio operators provided communications for Coast Guard and other agencies for who, whatever reasons, were unable to communicate with each other. This could be monitored by the most amateur radio operators in our country. While Obama's merely a puppet or the so-called puppet of the elites of the Illuminati, he is not a benign puppet. He has demonstrated his lust for absolute power over all Americans and his ability to be dishonest knows no bounds. Several elegant university studies have shown that throughout the course of civilization, wherever there are as few as 3.5% or 5%, according to another study, of the population, when they came together and acted together with purpose and determination um, and demanded the dissolution of a corrupt government, they were successful 100% of the time. You've probably heard of the patriotic group, the Oath Keepers. This group consistently consists primarily of military veterans, law enforcement officers, and others who have sworn an oath before the Almighty, which states, in part, I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I will take this obligation freely without any mental reservations or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the office upon which I'm about to enter, so help me God. Um, eh, I'm not real sure about I will talks a lot about not doing oaths, though, or, or swearing. It says swear not. So, um, I don't know. Anyway, there is no expiration date. You, you may be familiar with another sister organization of the Oath Keepers called the Three Percenters. Their name derives from the fact that during the Revolutionary War, only about 3% of the colonists were willing to go up against the greatest military power in the world. The other 97% went about their daily lives, drank ale, and watched to see who would win. When it was announced that America had won her independence from Great Britain, suddenly the numbers of patriots swelled exponentially. So an historical fact is supported by several well-designed uh, and well-executed university studies and vice versa. By now, almost everyone is familiar with the expression, freedom is not free, and it is not. This is not even about my home state or the United States of America. This is about an unbelievable evil scheme to create a new world order, the same phrase used by Adolf Hitler in Mein Kampf. So historically, that idea and that phrase are not new. Right at this time, all but 132 countries have pledged their allegiance to the new world order. Putin claims to remain independent of the new world order. However, he has conspired with Obama to place his special forces and other troops at American military bases for the express purpose of forcibly collecting, transporting, and confining, if not executing, American citizens. As early as the 1950s, President Eisenhower warned Americans of the potential dangers of what we now know as the military-industrial complex. Not long before his assassination, President Kennedy issued a similar warning about the government-military-industrial complex and the dangers of secret societies in relation to the government. Today, we can add several names to these secret societies. The Skull and Bones, Fraternity for Male College Seniors at uh, Yale University, the Bilderberg Group, the Illuminati, the Elites, etc., 
the meteorological tampering being affected by our military is but one portion of a much larger plan in which most Americans are not expected to survive. Because of the cost of its effectiveness, leaders at the UN and the New World Order have decided that the use of deadly biological agents and starvation are the two most cost-effective approaches to depopulation. You may be familiar with the results of the studies by various universities and medical schools with respect to the medicines used in commonly administered flu shots. One component is mercury. Ask your favorite neurosurgeon or neurologist about the effects of the contents of chemtrails and mercury on the brain like you get an honest answer from them though particularly the developing brain the nervous system i would also encourage you to learn about the elemental chemical and biological contents of the tons of material that have been blanketing our country for several years so see now chemtrails is really 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 coming into the forefront of a lot of people's thought patterns and i think that's great he says i promise you it will be an eye opener god bless you and yours and god bless america yours and liberty colonel randall smith phd commander um so I am totally out of time for this part, so we will go to part three next.